Even left-wing mayors are beginning to admit the experts got it wrong. Way more people have the virus than they thought. Way fewer people are dying from it. And the lockdowns likely aren't doing very much of anything to stop it. Then the price of oil plummets to negative $40. Cancel culture claims another scalp. And Kim Jong-un might be brain dead. All that and more. I'm Michael Knowles, and this is The Michael Knowles Show. Kim Jong-un might be brain dead. Our experts definitely are brain dead, but the, but Kim Jong-un might be brain dead. They say only the good die young. You know, I know that you're not exactly shocked to find out that the experts might be wrong again. Wrong on the infection numbers, wrong on the death rate, wrong on the efficacy of the lockdowns, wrong on everything. Why is it that all the smartest people in the lab coats with all the fancy degrees are wrong and Joe Schmo, who doesn't have any particularly stunning, stellar education, happens to be right? This happens more often than you would think. Gets to a real truth about politics and the left and the right. We'll get to that in a second. First, I got to thank our friends over at Ring. You know, whether you own a home or an apartment or you live in a nice neighborhood or a not so great neighborhood, You want to have eyes on your front door. Ring gives you protection at every corner. It helps you create custom, affordable security for your home. Ring detects motion when people come onto your property, and Ring's video doorbells let you answer the door and check in on your home anytime from anywhere. So as you know, Sweet Little Lisa is a very good shot. I feel safe when I'm out of town, but I want to be able to check in. I really, I believe in rings so much. I give it out to my friends as housewarming gifts and they love it too. And the reason I do that is especially they move into a new neighborhood. It helps them see the neighborhood. They've all reported that they love it. And for me, the thing I love, it's not that expensive. So it looks like a really, really amazing gift. And it is all new ring video doorbell three is upgraded with additional security features and it works on any home. Get a special offer on one of Ring's video doorbells right now. When you go to ring.com slash Knowles, start building custom security for your home today. The welcome kit includes the Ring Video Doorbell 3 and Chime Pro. That is ring.com slash Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S. So the experts were wrong on everything. We got the latest bit of evidence for this from Mayor Eric Garcetti in Los Angeles last night. Eric Garcetti is backing up something we've heard from other places around the country, that the virus is much, much more widespread than anybody thought. Today, many of you followed the antibody test uh, conducted by USC and LA County that we've been involved with. I brought the doctors last week to this briefing, Dr. Simon and Sood. They shared the first results of the first wave of antibody studies to see what the prevalence of COVID-19 in the general population was by testing for the antibodies that we generate in reaction to COVID-19. And it showed that the rate of COVID-19 infections far exceeds the number of confirmed cases, something that we knew, but now we're starting to get data for. It also points towards that only a small percentage of adults in the county have antibodies to COVID-19. The number they came up with in the initial study was that 4.1% of the adult population in LA County from this sample, but it was a representative sample, are COVID-19 positive or have been COVID-19 positive. 
That would mean that our mortality rate, which we've been measuring at about 4.5%, would be much lower. It would mean many more people have been exposed to the COVID-19 virus. Of course, and you might be thinking, well, 4.1% infection rate, that's actually not that high. I was expecting 50% or 60%. 4.1% is very, very high when you compare it to what we had been hearing before. So this is from not just Garcetti, but the LA County Department of Public Health. They say infections, this is their press release, by the way, this is not journalism covering it or some right-wing website. Infections from the new coronavirus are far more widespread and the fatality rate much lower in LA County than previously thought. Approximately 221,000 to 442,000 adults in the county have had the infection. That estimate is 28 to 55 times higher than the 7,994 confirmed cases of COVID-19 reported to the county. So all the models, everything that we were basing our numbers on was based on an infection rate 55 times lower than what we're actually seeing. So if you just divide very simply the number of people who have died from coronavirus by the number of people we thought had it, then the mortality rate's pretty high. If you divide it by, you know, you've got the, the mortality rate, number of deaths divided by 55 times the number of people we thought had it, then obviously it's much lower. Uh, this backs up what we see out of Stanford, Jay Bhattacharya and other scientists up at Stanford have done similar tests and found similar numbers for infection, which were much higher than previously thought, which is, by the way, what conservatives were saying weeks ago and leftists were mocking us for. Uh, This backs up what we saw in Massachusetts. Obviously, that was right in the heart of the epidemic over there. We we looked at those numbers yesterday, showed infection rates up to 30% or 35% people who had antibodies, which means they had it before, uh, which you're going to get if you're in a real hot spot. And you know, that varies city by city and state by state. This proves two things. One, for most people, the virus isn't that bad. For some people, it's bad, particularly people who are older who have underlying health conditions. But we were already talking about how for the majority of cases, confirmed cases, it wasn't that bad weeks ago. Now we find out that it's actually 55 times as many people had it. The vast majority of them never even knew they had it. The vast majority of people who have had coronavirus haven't had any symptoms or any symptoms that would have made them even consider going to a doctor. Now, the second thing we can conclude from this is the political conclusion, which is that once you know that the hospitals are not going to be overrun, then the lockdowns are useless. That's the conclusion from this, these studies and this press conference that the left and the media don't want you to think about. The whole point of the lockdowns is to not overwhelm the hospital system, right? So it, when we say lower the curve or, you know, stop the, what do they, flatten the curve. That's what they say. Flatten the curve. That's not to reduce the number of people who get the virus. It's just to slow it down so that you don't get this huge spike of people and there aren't enough hospital beds and people die unnecessarily. But the same number of people are going to get it either way. So now, now once we know that it's so much more widespread, that it's, that it's going gangbusters, that it's, it's so much faster in its spread, then the lockdowns actually aren't doing anything. We know that we're not going to overwhelm the hospital system. We didn't overwhelm it in New York. We have an empty Javits Center and an empty hospital boat. If the, if the virus rather is spreading so quickly, 
then we now know it's going to spread to everybody, virtually everybody, before we get the vaccine in 18 months or two years. So what's the point of the lockdown? <laughs> Even if you said the point of the lockdown is to slow it enough that we can get a vaccine and it'll be better for people, we're not going to do that. We now know it's spreading too fast for that. So the lockdowns are serving literally no purpose. Mayor Garcetti tries to put a scary spin on it and he does so unsuccessfully. But it would also mean that still more than 95% of us, if this study is representative, still do not have that, do not have any potential immunity and are still vulnerable to being able to catch this disease and die from it. Yeah, we are still vulnerable, but that's always been the case, right? The argument was never lock down the economy and then most people won't get it. That was never going to be the case. So sure, we now know it's a lot of people are going to get this. Many people are going to get sick. Some people are going to die. That was always the case. The, the debate isn't over let people get sick or don't let them get sick. There is no debate on that. It, it, basically, everybody's going to get it. A very small number of people are going to get seriously ill and a smaller number of people are going to die from it. I'm not happy about that. I'm not encouraging that. That is simply an unavoidable fact that the left is trying to pretend is avoidable through science, capital S, and progress, capital P, but it's not. And it gets to a real divide in our politics. We'll get to that in one second. And then we'll get to the other effects, the totally avoidable effects of this lockdown. But first, I got to thank our friends over at Liquid IV. Now is not the time to let your body get dehydrated, is it? You got to stay healthy. Everybody is talking about Liquid IV's hydration multiplier. You've heard how much I love it. I tell you about this all the time, don't I? Now, you might say, Michael, you need that multiplier because right now, you know, people want to keep their bodies in tip-top shape. Sure. One of the real reasons, though, that I use it is because there's really nothing else to do these days but have a few adult beverages. And when you have a few adult beverages, you got to, uh, you know, stay hydrated. So Liquid IV's energy multiplier tastes amazing, just like their lemon lime flavor. You just mix it in water and you drink it. The energy multiplier gives you a sustained energy boost with no crash. And Liquid IV's cellular transport technology, CTT, delivers an option, optimal ratio of nutrients for more efficient uptake. Enhanced rapid absorption into the bloodstream gives you lasting energy boosts fast. I really like it. It powers your mornings, fuels your long days. It's great for workouts, sure. And if you're like me, you're a little irresponsible. Sometimes you stay out late with the boys, then it helps you the next morning too. Get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com. Use code Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Go to liquidiv.com, enter promo code Michael to save 25%. Get better hydration and energy. Liquidiv.com, promo code Michael. Don't wait. Start fueling your adventures today. The biological effect of the lockdowns, at least in LA, is nothing. It has done nothing. You heard it from Garcetti. We're going to get it. The thing's spreading faster than we thought. Many of us have already had it. Very good chance you've already had it. So that's unavoidable. The economic effect is avoidable and it's much, much more devastating. Less than half of adults in Los Angeles right now are currently employed. Now, you might just say that's LA because <laughs> it's a city full of actors and writers and they're not the most employed people ever. 
Well, that's not quite right. You know, they're not employed in the careers that they pretend that they're doing, but they often are employed. You know, they're waiting tables, they're Uber drivers, they're assistants, they're doing jobs in LA. And now half of them are not because this town is shut down. Film production is shut down. Okay. That's a lot of people in one of the major American cities. Specifically, over 1.3 million LA residents who were employed just a few weeks ago are no longer employed. That destroys lives, okay? Especially when it lasts for a long time. It's not just the money. It's not just even the work. It's not even just the self-esteem. Higher unemployment numbers mean higher death numbers. When I'm saying we're comparing the effects of the shutdown, what if we had the shutdown? What if we don't have the shutdown? We can get right down to brass tacks, the number of people who will die because increasingly it is appearing that the lockdowns are not saving any lives. Because with or without the lockdowns, people who are frail and older can just stay home. They don't have to go out. Now, the lockdowns don't appear to be slowing the spread in any way that's going to prevent it from reaching most of the population. The economic effects are killing people. We can quantify this. Every 1% hike in the unemployment rate, this is according to the data provided by the National Bureau of Economic Research and the medical journal Lancet, every 1% hike in the unemployment rate will likely produce a 3.3% spike in drug overdose deaths. It will likely produce a 0.99% spike, almost 1% spike in suicides. For every 1% uptick in the unemployment rate. Now our unemployment rate is almost 20%. Before this shutdown, we had almost full employment, record high employment. One, two, three, four, all the way up just about 20%, 22 and a half million Americans at least have lost their jobs in four weeks. If unemployment hits 32%, totally plausible, then 77,000 Americans are likely to die from suicide and drug overdoses as a result of the layoffs. That is way more than have currently died from coronavirus. And the people who have died from coronavirus almost certainly would have died from coronavirus had we done nothing. Overall, the death rate for an unemployed person is 63% higher than the death rate for somebody with a job. Unbelievable numbers. This is according to to, uh, the journal Social Science and Medicine. 63% higher. Now you might say, well, Michael, if we had done nothing, if we didn't have a lockdown, maybe the death rate would be a little bit higher for the next three months. Sure, maybe, but what's the death rate going to be once we lift the lockdowns inevitably, because we're not going to have a vaccine in time? it's going to jump right back up. Almost certainly, at least that's what the models are showing. And you were telling me to listen to the models two weeks ago. And yet we have concocted this theoretical way to save people. And as a result, we have guaranteed that many, many more people will die. Not very smart, but it tells you something about the way the left and the right look at politics. Okay. The left loves experts. The right does not love experts. And yet in this case, the experts were wrong. The diploma chasing, yuppie poser, I love science with a capital S liberals were wrong. 
and the skeptics were right. Just take a little look at the facts here. We have two positions. The left said, we need to shut down every single thing. Not just this month, not just next month. We got to shut it down for 18 months. Zeke Emanuel, we're not going to have a vaccine. We can't reopen anything until we have a vaccine. That was the left. The right said, we need to be careful, take precautions, take care of people who are, who are sick and frail, but get the economy moving again. Which of those two ideas do you think was most reasonable? We've got a lot of evidence. We've got a lot of conclusion. We can tell you exactly why. The experts are always wrong and why the liberals who love experts are always wrong. But first, I got to thank our friends over at Rock Auto. I love Rock Auto. If your car is having trouble, you got to go to Rock Auto. It is an absolute godsend, especially right now because brick and mortar not exactly open these days. RockAuto.com's catalog is unique. It is remarkably easy to navigate. RockAuto.com has everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. The only thing I really even know what that is, is new carpet. Motor oil, I kind of get what that is. Whether it is for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. You know me, I don't know that much about cars. I like nice cars. I like driving around in nice cars, but I don't know anything about them. I would always get ripped off at car parts stores where I'd go to the car parts store. They wouldn't have the part. They'd probably go online to rockauto.com to get the part. Then they'd charge me twice as much. I love Rock Auto too because it's a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And they also always offer the lowest prices. So it's not changing all the time. Gimmicky kind of stuff like that. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And write Knowles, Canada W-L-E-S, in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. This is a lesson that conservatives should always learn. That liberals should always learn. That everybody in the middle should learn. The experts are always wrong. Okay, the left told us we need to shut down everything for 18 months. What's, what's the evidence there? Models showing that 2 million people were going to die and no one had it yet. And we were just at the beginning. Conservatives said, let's be careful, but let's not crash the economy. What was the evidence conservatives had? We, we looked at, at, at this virus compared to other pandemics. Didn't seem that virulent. What other evidence do, did we have that maybe that, this was an overreaction? We've just never shut down the global economy for an illness like this. So that was it. We didn't have like fancy scientists and lab coats and stuff showing us right. We just had good old common sense and history as our guide. And it turned out we were right. Liberals follow the experts for the exact reason that the experts are always wrong. It is actually the central weakness of the experts that gets the liberals to love the experts so much. Government by expert is progressivism. That is liberalism. That is leftism, okay? Leftism holds that politics is a science. We've seen this since the days of Karl Marx, actually even a little bit before Karl Marx, and certainly ever since him. See, the old idea, the pre-modern idea, is that politics is more of an art than a science. It's a way that we persuade people and we weigh different ethical questions and we come together and govern ourselves. But in the modern progressive era, they've said, no, 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 forget all that silly old stuff where you have debate and all that. We just have science. We see with scientific precision what politics is. And so if you just put the smartest people in charge of politics, you'll have a perfect politics, no more rancor, no more debate, no more misery. If you just get a lot of data and you empower smart people, we will have perfect 
governance. We can know everything. There is no limit to politics. That's the leftist idea. Makes sense, right? The only problem with that idea is that it has never been correct ever anywhere in the world. And it has always been wrong and it has always failed. But in theory, it's a really good idea. In theory, it makes total sense. I get it. The only problem is in reality. Conservatives have a different take than that. Okay, conservatives have this idea that we're happy to listen to experts when they've got some modest contribution to their narrow field of expertise. We know, however, that the world is simply too complex to govern it based on a model. It's too chaotic. It's too crazy. It's, it's not possible to put in all the data points to perfectly model out the whole world or to perfectly model out global warming or to perfectly model out a pandemic or to perfectly model out systems that are terribly complex. We know fundamentally that politics is not a science. Politics is actually the opposite of a science. Science, very simple. You get your hypothesis, you follow a method, you find out if it's true or false. Politics is the weighing of different priorities. Do we need more criminals in prison or fewer criminals in prison? There's no scientific answer to that. We have to debate what kind of society we want. Do we want a more orderly society or do we want a more liberal society? Liberal meaning, you know, you get away with more stuff. What would you like? Do we want to legalize drugs and have a more permissive society? Or do we want to control drugs and have a more orderly society, right? There's no scientific answer for those things. Do we want to tax people way more and redistribute their money and have a more economically equal society? Or do we want to reduce the tax rate and allow people to keep more of their money and have a freer society? There's no equation for that. There's no rigorous, obvious scientific answer. It's just politics. You just debate things with your fellow citizen. That's the point of self-government. That's the point of government and politics generally. This is why the educated country bumpkin conservatives have a better track record in politics than those brilliant, wonderful, credentialed, rationalist liberals who worship at the altar of the latest data fad. Because novelties and fads are always wrong and useless, almost always. That's what makes them novelties and fads, right? If they, if they were really enduring things, they wouldn't just be fads. Whereas tradition, history, those have been tested through the ages. Those are more durable. Those are more reliable. So it's, it's kind of ironic. The, the, the left is always shocked about this in politics, that those deplorable, irredeemable, irredeemable rube idiots that the left holds in such contempt are usually more correct about politics than these fancy liberals who are really rationalists and who have read all of their David Hume and who have read all of their Jeremy Bentham and, you know, who, who catch up on the latest science journal, right? They, they should know better and yet they don't. It's all those deplorable idiots that they hate. Those are the ones that actually get politics a little bit better. And the left ends up looking like fools. Look no further for evidence of this than Bill de Blasio in New York. Bill de Blasio, a leftist, progressive, rationalist, scientistic guy par excellence. He decides in this pandemic, he's going to let a bunch of criminals out of prison. 
a lot of criminals out of Rikers. <laughs> okay. He's pretty serious guys. And he's going to let them out because during a pandemic, what you want is more criminals roaming the streets. And now he's just shocked that those criminals are committing crimes. Here's de Blasio's reaction. We said there would be, you know, um, a rigorous monitoring uh, effort as well. And that has been uh, built up. Uh, we do see some recidivism. I don't have the exact numbers. We see some. I've not seen um, a huge amount, but any amount is obviously troubling. And um, I think it's unconscionable just on a human level that folks were shown mercy. And this is what some of them have done. But, you know, it's a small number of people. It's unconscionable. And, and if there's one thing that criminals are known for, it's their conscience. You know, I always say this about criminals. I say they've just got such a well-developed, healthy conscience, which is why they are the people who, by definition, violate their conscience. It's unconscionable. What kind of consciousness does Bill de Blasio have <laughs> if he doesn't get that? So naive, so narrow. Okay, and this is what the left does. These are the geniuses who want to control your health care. They think, okay, uh, too many people in prison. People in prison is bad. We got to let people out of prison. We use any excuse to let people out of prison. Right? That is the, the kind of the premise they're beginning with is that the criminal justice system is rigged. It's unfair. There are too many crimes on the books, too many laws. So we got to, it's just, if a criminal is in prison, it's wrong. We got to let them out of prison. Then they're shocked when they find out that the criminals, once they get out of prison, commit more crimes. That the, I'm not saying that the left, I'm not saying that the experts can't be right on like a few, a few narrow matters. The trouble that they run into is when they try to expand that to take into account multiple categories, multiple problems, multiple areas of government. This is why the left always thinks that if you've got some environmental expert, that he should be the guy in charge of the EPA, or you've got some health expert, he should be the guy in charge of the FDA or whatever. No. He shouldn't. I know it seems that way, but actually those two experts are the last people who should be in charge of those departments. Because the people you want in charge of those departments are people who can see beyond their narrow field of expertise. You want generalists in charge of that, who can see how those different departments are going to work with the rest of the government, how they work with other priorities that we have. You listen to the advice on that one narrow area, but then you've got to move beyond that left can't do it. Another great example of this comes from AOC. AOC, who is thrilled that many, many Americans are losing their jobs and that the entire American energy sector is collapsing. She's so happy. She loves to see it. We'll get to that in a second. First, I got to thank our friends over at you. I've got to thank you guys. You know, we haven't done one of these in a while on account of the virus. We've got Backstage Live coming up tomorrow at 7 p.m. EST. So 4 p.m. PST. Uh, it's going to be coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun. While you are locked in, it is time for you to lock into this deal. How's that for a segue? When you become a Daily Wire Insider Plus or All Access member, you will get not one beautiful Daily Wire leftist years tumbler. You will get, wait for it, wait for it, two. That's right. One for you and one for Corn Pop. And for existing members, I know you're probably feeling a little envious right now. Don't worry, we have a special offer coming up just for you. You get everything at The Daily Wire. You know exactly what you get. Me, Ben, Drew, Matt. You can get the All Access tier, which is a new show that we've been doing. It's a ton of fun. 
People have asked me to do an Elvis impression on that show coming up. Maybe I'll do that soon. I don't know. Guess you'll have to subscribe to find out. You get so much more. Go to dailywire.com right now slash subscribe to get started. You get 10% off with coupon code Knowles. That is dailywire.com slash subscribe. Coupon code Knowles, 10% off. Two leftist tears tumblers. We're losing money on this deal. Head on over there. We'll be right back with a lot more. So the oil industry has collapsed. The American energy sector, which has been doing great in recent years, we're finally now uh, uh, producing our own energy. Remember for how long we were dependent on Middle Eastern oil? That led to some foreign policy difficulties. Now we're doing great. The American energy sector is doing great, except it just collapsed. Oil was trading yesterday at negative $40 per barrel. Negative 40. So they would pay you to take the oil off of their hands. Wish I could have gotten my hands on a few barrels to fill up with all that free oil. Now, this is a a big deal. This is a bad thing. You do not want the American energy sector to go belly up. It would have horrible national security implications, put thousands and thousands of Americans out of work. It already has. Uh, It's just really bad. Unless you're AOC. AOC thinks it's great. She tweets out yesterday, In response to evidence that the oil prices are now at negative values and the industry is going belly up, quote, you absolutely love to see it. This, along with record low interest rates, means it's the right time for a worker-led mass investment in green infrastructure to save our planet. So narrow. All she's thinking about is her fantasy of global warming. This theory that theoretically the sun monster is going to kill us in 12 years. Well, she said that a year ago. So what is it? It's 11 years now. We'll see. You notice they've been predicting imminent demise for the last 50 years and they always seem to push back the timetable. Let's say it were true. Let's say, let's say that the sun monster is going to kill us in 10 years. I don't think it will, but let's say that everything AOC is saying about global warming were true. There's no way you can address that if you destroy the entire American energy industry. Right, the Green New Deal gets rid of American, 90% of American energy at least, bans virtually every form of transportation, and then they say that they're going to remake every house in America, every building in America, and make it green, and that's going to save the planet. How are you going to redo every single house in America if you get rid of all the transportation and the energy? It's just not possible, even by their own premises. You can't achieve their ends if you do what they want you to do. But that's what happens when you're really narrow. You're only viewing every issue through this very slight frame of reference with regard to environmentalism, and you end up losing that too. Just think of the advertisements that Republicans are going to be able to make on this. How did Democrats blow it? Democrats have the entire media. They have the entire bureaucracy. They have a global pandemic that, that they can use to make Trump not look so good. They've got 20% unemployment, and yet they're blowing it. They're blowing it because they're disconnected from reality. They're blowing it because of their trust in the experts. They're blowing it because they want to destroy whole American industries to pursue goals that you can't pursue without those industries. They're blowing it because they'd rather certainly throw millions of Americans out of work, certainly increase their death numbers 
than save people's lives in theory. It's that disconnect. There was this old line about the left. They would say, who cares if it works in practice? Does it work in theory? Right? They want to make sure the theoretical aspect works. They're living in a theoretical world. They're ignoring the real world in front of them. And meanwhile, back here in reality, President Trump and his supporters are having a field day. <laughs> Just look at the ads that they are already running. This is an ad about the lockdowns, about Nancy Pelosi eating her fancy ice cream out of her $20,000 fridge while they're gleefully allowing millions of Americans to go out of work. We turn now to that $350 billion fund to help small businesses and its workers get through the shutdown. It will be up to Congress to restock it. But Democrats blocking that move this morning. They asked for a quarter of a trillion dollars in 48 hours. I said, well, I don't, I don't think so. They objected and I congratulate the Senate Democrats. Speaker Pelosi, what are you going to share with us from your home? Chocolate candy. Thousands have been forced to wait for hours at food banks all across the country. This is... Oh my. Chocolate, and then we have some other chocolate here. We just got it restocked, the ice cream. You don't want to eat up everything all at one time. I can't do it much longer. I'm trying so hard. We were, can we say, enjoying. Having to admit that, yeah, we're starving, and I like it better than anything else. Taping this segment, there are 22 million people out. This specific program is about stopping job losses today. This is hurting people bad. Other people in our family go for some other flavors, but... Right now, it's survival mode. You don't know where that next something else is going to come from. I don't know what I would have done if ice cream were not invented. I just wonder. <laughs> oh, that is a brutal ad. I mean, the last line is, let them eat ice cream, Nancy Antoinette. Who would film this this segment. You know, she did this segment for a late night show where she says, here's my fridge. Here's my really nice fridge with all my chocolate ice cream. Um, it's a bad look during a pandemic when millions of your countrymen are going out of work. I'm not saying you can't eat ice cream. I'm not saying you can't own a nice fridge. It's just a bad look to flaunt that during the pandemic. But to leftists like Pelosi, to leftists like all the people in the mainstream media egging on these lockdowns, to those people, this, this lockdown doesn't mean anything. None of them are missing a paycheck. None of them, no, they all have nice houses, so they, it doesn't even matter that they can't go outside. Nothing has changed. They can all do their work from home. They've all got white collar jobs. They can do all their meetings on Zoom. It's actually fine, you know. For certain people, the lockdown is, well, okay, they lost, let's say they lost 10 grand in, in the course of this. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter to them. And so when they see people protesting, against the lockdowns, protesting to go back to work, protesting not to lose their businesses. They look on them with not just contempt, but bewilderment. What are you doing? Why just stay home and, you know, eat your Dove ice cream bars and just sit back and watch some TV and watch the money fill up in your bank account. What's the big deal? You're a maniac. You're going to kill us all. Mm -hmm. My Dove is so delicious. Mm. Love that chocolate. They don't realize that people are reacting to real problems, which is that they don't have any more money. Okay. $1,200 that they got from the federal stimulus, that goes like that. Okay. That's gone. That, okay. Rent done. Pay off part of your credit card bill done. It's gone. Okay. Now what? The small business money that the Democrats are refusing to refill. Democrats force the government to shut down, force people out of business. M tens of millions of Americans rely on small businesses for their jobs. 
Small businesses run on generally pretty small margins. Money runs out. Oh, whatever. That's okay. We'll get back. We'll get back to Washington when we're ready. Okay. I haven't finished all my chocolate ice cream bars. It's such a bad look that you could only buy into if you are disconnected from the realities that people are facing. And that is how during a pandemic with 20% unemployment, somehow Trump's approval ratings are still doing great because at least that guy looks like he's working for people. At least that guy looks like he's listening to people and the left simply does not. Now, obviously Republicans are going to have a field day with these ads going into November. They're already doing that beyond just the coronavirus ads, beyond just knocking Pelosi. There is an ad that Trump put out yesterday. I guess it's an ad. It's really more of a meme. And the meme is, it's an all state ad like for Allstate car insurance. And it's these people sitting around watching a game and then a, an Allstate commercial comes on and they turn to the guy who's in the commercial and they kind of knock him for the commercial interrupting the, the basketball game. So in this ad, they put Barack Obama's face on one of the guys. And the thing they're, that they're all watching on TV is Obama's sad endorsement of Joe Biden. You know, it cuts to Joe Biden just kind of rambling on incoherently. And uh, they ask him, like, what on earth are you thinking? Here's the ad. Not another commercial. The kid used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I love kids jumping on my lap. So this is the take on that ad with the Allstate spokesman, Dennis Haysbert, and then, you know, Obama's face is on there. Do you know what people said about this ad? You know what the leftists said? I'll give you one guess, one word, two syllables, take a guess. It's what they call everything that they don't like. They called it racist. It's rough course. Everything bad is racist. People said it was racist. How's it racist? Just try to think about that. Very easy to say it's racist, not easy to explain how it's racist. Is it racist because there were black people in it? Is it, is it racist now to put black people in an ad? That maybe that's what they're saying. I don't think that makes a lot of sense. Is it racist because it kind of mocks Barack Obama? I mean, we were told for eight years that mocking Barack Obama is racist, but obviously that's not true. So, okay, you try to think, you're like, okay, there's nothing racist about this, even though all the little blue check marks were saying that it was racist. Maybe it's because there's a rap song at the end. Is rap, is it racist? If white people use rap, is that racist? Uh, No, no, probably not. What was the rap song, by the way? Because this gets, this gets to Trump's strategy here. So the rap song, if you couldn't hear it, is Let Me Clear My Throat by DJ Cool, back in the, the golden age of hip hop. And what are the lyrics to it? Lyrics are jump, right? Jump, jump, jump. Uh, some of y'all know how to do this and some of you don't. And let me clear my throat. That's the name of the song. Why do they choose let me clear my throat? The whole ad is about how Joe Biden can't speak and how he's rambling and how he doesn't know how to talk anymore. So the song, let me clear my throat is a joke about this. And it's also let me clear my throat, like this sort of surprise at what has happened. The whole ad is about the surprise that Barack Obama would actually endorse Joe Biden. And, and Obama turns to me and he goes, what, what, come on, what's the deal? 
The, the lyric that they actually used for the song is jamming and cramming the party people on the dance floor. They want to see why GFC was called for shaken and breaking. No mistake in the identity. You know the man with the plan and the remedy. And really what we're seeing here in, in all of Trump's advertising, not just this one, but in all of Trump's materials on the general election is in some ways a redo of what we saw in 2016. It's just this dichotomy. Trump, high energy, opponent, low energy. Trump is the man with the plan and the remedy. Joe Biden doesn't have any energy. He can't speak. He doesn't know what's going on. You see this, Trump actually corrected himself the other day when he said, look, when I banned travel from China, Joe Biden went crazy. No, excuse me. He didn't go crazy. He can't go crazy. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't have any energy, right? He actually caught himself because the image he's portraying of Joe Biden is an accurate one, which is that he's got no stamina. He's got no endurance. He's just exhausted. So that's the key here. So you turn up some very high energy hip hop, jump, jump, jump. I'm the man with the plan and the remedy just gives you this image of an energetic campaign. All of that said, the Trump campaign was definitely trying to bait the left into calling this racist so that the left would look ridiculous because they can't explain why it's racist. They do this a lot. All right. Trump totally knows how to do this. When Trump during that press conference last week, when he came out and said, I'm going to use my constitutional authority to adjourn Congress, that was bait. Okay. He was putting the bait out there for all the talking heads and all the leftists in the fancy suits and ties to come out and say, this is unconstitutional. And then immediately the Trump campaign comes out with, first of all, the article, the section of the constitution that gives him the power to do that. But there was also a New York Times article from the 60s, from the Kennedy administration, that said that the president has the power to adjourn Congress. It was a bait, and then he gets to smack him down. And that's what he's doing all the time, like they are around his little finger. Why? How does this work? Because it's very easy to understand the left's ideology. This is why John Haidt, the social scientist, was able to show a few years ago that the, the right understands the left much better than the left understands the right. Well, the reason for that is it's, this is not just some mark of pride and we can say we're so much smarter than the left. The reason for that is very simple. It's what we've been talking about all day. It's because the left has this narrow ideology, a rationalist ideology. The experts are always right. It's easy to understand that, right? It's a very clear ideology. Shallows are clear. Like Dr. Johnson said, shallow thinking is really clear so we can understand it. Whereas the right, it's very hard to understand what the right thinks because the right has a very complex view of the world right? The right looks around and says, oh, the world is, I can't just put this on a manifesto on a sheet of paper. So they say it's racist. Another, you know, another great example of how everything's racist. Lando likes butter. You know, Lando likes butter. How can that be racist? It is apparently. They just changed their logo. Lando likes is the, the butter where it's got the very like pretty Native American woman on the cover. And they took that off. That's racist. They, apparently the, the logo had long been criticized as racist and stereotypical. Uh, the North Dakota representative Ruth Buffalo said that the image goes hand in hand with human and sex trafficking of our women and girls. Human and sex trafficking. Man, I got to look more closely at that Land O'Lakes image because to me it looks like a smiling, nice, pretty Native American woman holding up a box of butter. Sex trafficking? What? Well, when you've got this kind of crazy narrow ideology ideology that, you know, any, everything and ever, anything is racist, sexist, misogynistic, then you can say those kind of absurd things. And to the rest of us, obviously it makes them look ridiculous. 
antelope. We're not even allowed to mention Native Americans now. Isn't that kind of racist to, to take Native Americans off of, of uh, imagery? I don't know. I, everything's racist, I guess. Uh, before we go, I've got to quickly get to the dumbest article on the internet today. Uh, this is from the New York Times, from Charles Blow. He's appeared in this, uh, in this segment many times. He's won the, the award on numerous occasions. It's called Stop Airing Trump's Briefings. Stop Airing Trump's Briefings. The media is allowing disinformation to appear as news. The premise of this article is that the briefings that Trump is giving every day, communicating to the American people, they are misinformation, deceptions, rage, blaming, and boasting. Then Charles Blow complains a little bit more. He says it's disinformation flanked by scientists and officials whose presence only serves to convey credibility to propagandistic performances that have simply become a replacement for political rallies. They think it's, they think it's credibility that the scientists are giving. That's not true. They think the scientists give credibility to Trump. Not true. Trump gives credibility to the scientists because we, most sensible Americans, prioritize and value our political system above the vaunted opinions of lab coat experts who are usually wrong about everything. But the left doesn't get that. We're in the middle of a pandemic, but we're in the middle of a campaign. Let me be clear, under no circumstance should these briefings be carried live. Doing so is a mistake bordering on journalistic malpractice. And then, you know what I love? Ted Koppel told the New York Times, old left-wing journalist, he said, training a camera on a live event and just letting it play out is technology, not journalism. Journalism requires editing and context. The question, clearly, is whether the president obliges us to uh, broadcast every briefing. Unbelievable. They just admit it here in this article. Everything we've been talking about today. They don't want to carry the reality. They don't want to hear the reality unvarnished. They want to craft their own narrative that by their own admission is different from the reality that we're seeing, different from what we could look at with our own eyes, and then push the narrative, no matter how different it is, from the reality. And that is why they're a bunch of laughing stocks. And that is why they keep on losing. Before we go, also last moment, Kim Jong-un might be dead. We don't know if he's dead. There is some intelligence that he's either gravely ill or he's brain dead or he was ill, but he's recovered. We just don't know. Uh, This may very well have something to do with coronavirus. Obviously, North Korea is a client state of communist China. Chinese scientists and doctors fly over there a lot. There's a possibility that this is connected to the pandemic. And it might be connected to the pandemic in another way, which is that, you know, these quarantines are making people really, really lonely. We turn now for reaction to, uh, to North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un. I'm so lonely, so lonely, so lonely and sad, real alone. Get no one, just me only. Sitting on my throne. Okay, I'm, I'm getting word actually that that song was being sung by uh, Kim Jong-un's father, Kim Jong-il, not Kim Jong-un. And so I just obviously wouldn't want to make a gross characterization like that and say that the two guys were similar. I would never want to offend anybody. So um, please accept my apologies for that mistake. Uh, just before we go, after all of the press inquiries, I, I would just like to quell the speculation right now. I have no plans of becoming the supreme leader of North Korea. Okay, I know, I know people have been asking a lot. 
know my name has been floated a lot. Uh, I'm really focused right now on, on these podcasts. You know, I really love what I'm doing. So I'm sure Kim Jong-un will make a full recovery and I have no plans to become the next dictator of, of North Korea for now. That is our show. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. See you tomorrow. If you enjoyed this episode, and frankly, even if you didn't, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Andrew Klavan Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. The Michael Knowles Show is produced by Ben Davies and directed by Mike Joyner. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Supervising producers, Mathis Glover and Robert Sterling. Technical producer, Austin Stevens. Assistant director, Pavel Wadowski. Editor and associate producer, Danny D'Amico. Audio mixer, Robin Fenderson. Hair and makeup, Nika Geneva. Production assistant, Ryan Love. The Michael Knowles Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2020. If you prefer facts over feelings, aren't offended by the brutal truth, and you can still laugh at the insanity filling our national news cycle, well, tune in to The Ben Shapiro Show. We'll get a whole lot of that and much more. See you there. Mm